You may have noticed the title of my sermon for this morning. <coughs> Turning Christmas homeward. Anybody looked at that? <laughs> and so what is this story of Adam and Eve from Genesis and the Garden of Eden have to do with Advent or Christmas? Well, it does talk about the home of the first two uh, people on earth. And when we think about Christmas, we think about home, don't we? This year, from yesterday until New Year's Day, there'll be a hundred, they're forecasting 105 million people traveling. Some of them will be going home for the holidays, for Christmas Day, to be with their family. Turning Christmas home. Some of you remember years ago that song Homeward Bound, sung by Simon and Garfunkel, years ago now. But the words and the music of this song combined superbly to express that haunting loneliness of the singer who was at an endless journey to nowhere. All the towns look the same and everyone he sees is a stranger. And each stranger has a face that is a reminder of a familiar face back home, the home from which he was far removed. Now, we wouldn't necessarily associate this song with Christmas and neither that scripture because this song says nothing about the angels or the shepherd or the infant Jesus. It says nothing about Santa Claus or the fallen snow. That song simply expresses the deep longing of a lonely man who wants to go home and for whatever reason cannot go home again. And that says something, I think, about our human situation today. Something which we can all understand. Something which cries out because the word Christmas speaks to our hearts. And we want to be home at Christmas. So where is our home? And others have said, you can never go home again. Well, I wonder about that. Where is our true home? You see, there's just something about Christmas that turns us homeward as the instinct as positive as that which guides the birds south for the winter. We want to be home. But where is it? What is it? I think that is partly those, those memories of our childhood that recall Christmas at home as a time of wonder. Christmas is at home that is a time of warmth and, and joy. And perhaps it's also our feeling that home is a place where we are known, where we are loved, and where we are accepted. And so you may say that this congregation, this body of Christ, you feel at home. And this is your home on Sunday mornings because you feel warmth, you feel loved, and you feel accepted. But that's not always the reality, of course, in, in our homes. Only in the idealized home are we always understood and accepted for who we are and loved with an unforgiving love. Our homes are not heaven. Uh, even when they are Christian homes, it's not heaven. And the reason they're not is that they're inhabited by real people, by us. People who live in homes often hurt those others who, who live there. But nevertheless, our homes are in a 
uh, in some degree, a foretaste, I think, of the, of the kingdom of heaven. For here we do experience a love that understands and forgives and accepts. But is that all to it? Is that all of it? Is our home then where we are loved and accepted and, and forgiven? I believe there's more to it. But does that really explain what it is that turns us homeward at Christmas? And if I've said thus far in only part, then isn't there something else at work here? Something that is less obvious? I believe that there is. And even though I can't uh, explain it thoroughly, perhaps I can at least point us toward that. <coughs> So what is God pointing us to for our real home? What is Christmas pointing us to and where is our home at Christmas? You see, Christmas as a celebration of the birth of Christ calls us to our true home. Now follow that. It calls us to our true home, that home of which our earthly homes are at best only token symbols. But since this is so, the movement toward home at Christmas time may be an, an unconscious expression of that search for our real home. Our real home. What is our real home? Our real home is in God, who moves, whom in, we move and live and have our being. There are many ways in which one might describe the, the spirit of our times, <clears throat> but any true characterization would have to include the feeling of homelessness that is so widespread. Now, when I speak of home, homelessness, I'm not talking about the people who are living on the street, who spend the night on the street, not those people who necessarily are, are sleeping under a bridge. But homelessness is when we are not at home with Christ, amen? When we are not at home, which is our true home, when we are not at home with Him, then are we really truly at home? Someone in one of my former churches <coughs> was talking to me about one of the church members who feels alienated in this way. He didn't feel at home, and I, and, and I asked this guy, is there something that I've done to hurt his feelings about the church? And he replied, no. He said that the man really feels that his church, as well as his political party, has just gone off and, and, and left him. Well, I understand that feeling. I understand that feeling, and, and there isn't much we can do about that except to understand it. That when we are away from the church, <coughs> when we are... When the, when the political party and, and the church has gone off to left us, we are homeless. We're homeless. But deeper still, and even more disturbing, is the feeling that not being only as close to God as we once were, speaking of homelessness, if you today are feeling that you are away from God, or somehow that God has just moved away from you, you're homeless. You are away and that relationship may be broken at this point in time in your life. And maybe you need to come home again to your true home. <clears throat> that home we find 
in Jesus Christ. Now, why is this so? It's something that I could talk about for, for hours, I guess. But it's enough to say that this is the climate of our modern time. That we are homeless in some kind of a way. So we're all wanting to go home. We want to turn toward home at Christmas. We seem to get further and further away from God and the old Christmas story. The Christmas story is not something merely back in our distant, distant past. It's God calling us to come to our true home, to have that close relationship to our Savior who was born and who died and suffered for us and forgave us of our sin. That's our true home. Now the Christmas story has a, <clears throat> has a history, of course. It just, just didn't happen out of the blue. Its background goes all the way back to the Old Testament. <clears throat> In Genesis 3, that was read this morning, it speaks of our sense of alienation, being away from God, to our feeling of outside of paradise, if you will. And the whole story of the Old Testament is a kind of history of the human journey toward that true home. So if you want a beginning point, then say that it began with Abraham, who left his prosperous home and became a wanderer in a response to God's call. Abraham became an enduring symbol of faith. And that word of, that characterized that part of Old Testament history is go. Go from. Genesis chapter 12 re reminds us, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your father's house to the land that I show you. <clears throat> and then from, the, from that time on, the people were wanderers in a search of a home. Right on down to the time of Joseph and Mary, Mary, who in obedience to God went out from their own home to go to Bethlehem. And suddenly, folks, and suddenly, right there, everything began to change. From the Old Testament when he said, go, now Mary and Joseph, who came to Bethlehem, it changed. And if the Christmas story really begins with Abraham as the wanderer in search of a home, it ends with all of us running toward Bethlehem with the feeling that now at last they have come home. Because the scripture reminds us, to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And that sets everything in motion. From wanderers in the Old Testament looking for their true home to now in Bethlehem when we can find it. But now it's, it's not an aimless wandering. It's a, a motion directed to one spot and to, and to one person, that baby Jesus. And they went with, host, with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the little babe lying in a manger. And so from that point on, folks, the New Testament, the word spoken to the people of faith is come. Okay? Old Testament, you go. You search for that, for that home. 
And now in the New Testament, we know where it is. So the word is come, come to Bethlehem and see whose birth the angels seen. If Jesus himself standing among the people and saying, come unto me, come unto me, those of you who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And here at last, here and nowhere else upon the earth is our true home. We find it there. Bethlehem is our true home because that's where Jesus was born. So Bethlehem is our home. If we're truly born again, we find our true home. Homeward bound? Yes. I hope so. I hope that you are homeward bound to the place where you find your true home, and that is a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your true home. If you are homeward bound this Christmas week, if you are homeward bound and a part of the 105 million they predict tra uh, traveling, <clears throat> find that home. But know that your true home is that close relationship with Jesus Christ. At least we know where it is. Charles Williams paints the nativity scene in words. And it includes in his painting, in addition to the shepherds and the wise men, none other than Adam. The same Adam who was turned out of the Garden of Eden. Charles Williams paints that nativity. And he has Joseph saying, Father Adam, come in here. Here is your child. Here is the Son of Man. Here is paradise. Here is home. Find it. Homeward bound, folks? Yes. And you'll find it in that true relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.